Yo! Welcome into the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for hanging out here with me. I'm going to try to make two podcasts into one. Talk about this Bears game and talk about being back on the TV. It was a, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'll, I'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Let me start with what happened in Detroit. It was super ugly. Um, this is one of those games where I hope that you hit the eject button on it. I don't know what your plans were for today, what you had in store, if you were just going to be on the couch all day watching football anyway or whatever. But once we got to the second half of that game, the Bears made it pretty clear that you didn't need to invest all of your time in the effort that they were showing. And that's a major disappointment for this result. And not just the result, because, you know, the points are whatever. It's the fact that there was a lack of resistance in this game. It's disappointing. And Matt Eberflus should be, he should be looking at some of those guys that he's put some faith in over the last few weeks and trusting that guys won't quit knowing what the plan is and guys trying to work hard to keep a job or win a job going into next year or at least be on the radar to try and win a job or win a job on another team. I I didn't think that you saw that today. I The defense in this game, I'm, I'm going to have to go back over it, obviously, but I'm going to struggle with defenders who played well in this one. Because of all the things that the Lions were able to do in this game. Let's let's start with Jared Goff. Goff was 21 of 29, 255 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. A passer rating of 133.5. He was exactly, he's been really good. You know, I'm not really a big Jared Goff fan. I didn't understand why he was the number one pick a few years ago. I I think that he's limited. But this year, you found a guy that has figured out what he can do well. And with a run game that runs the way that the Lions do or is capable of, it sets up an opportunity for golf to be successful in some play action looks. And he did that all day today. Now let's talk about that run game. Like, first of all, you have the Bears giving up over 500 yards of offense. Like, that's never, ever going to look good. They gave up 265 yards on the ground. Jamal Williams averaged 6.5 yards per carry. DeAndre Swift averaged 7.1 yards per carry. Both of those guys had touchdown runs, and DeAndre Swift was running through people in the middle of the field. Like, not he got an angle. You know how sometimes we see Justin Fields like get an angle and then he's gone or, you know, he has to truck someone at the goal line. DeAndre Swift was running through like the two hole and running over linebackers and running over safeties and nickel players trying to tackle him. It was a ridiculously bad tackling game for Matt Eberflus's Bears. I can't imagine that they're going to look at that film tomorrow and not be embarrassed by how many 
yards after contact that they gave up. You had guys just like throwing their their shoulder pads or their chest plates into these guys and bouncing off and looking confused on why they bounced off those players. Like that's bad. The offensive line for the Bears didn't help. Justin Fields wasn't sharp and it, he seemed to lose concentration with that interception to Aiden Hutchinson. And I get that it's late in the game, but you can't lose concentration like that. But on top of it, like the pass game isn't working in part because they can't protect him. I I really love what people have said about, well, my man Patrick Manley has brought it up a couple times. Like The way that we look at Braxton Jones is we like, oh, he's good for a fifth rounder. Like, and that's just not good enough, man. Like, it's just not good enough. The way that the pocket was collapsing from both of the tackle spots in this game was horrendous. It was really terrible. And you were thinking that you were going to see at at least an effort, and I get it. Like, they lost a bunch of guys. I get it. Guys got hurt inside of the game. You end up having to mix and match and stuff. They were losing numbers advantages. Three guys to block two. That type of stuff. When you're losing those, three guys rushing. Like Justin Fields got sacked on a play where they rushed three. And he was basically max protect. How does that work? You had six guys to block three and you couldn't stop either one of the tackles? Like, they they met, they converged on Justin Fields. It's not good. The other thing is, this was a game where you were getting a lot of people back health-wise. Chase Claypool was going to be back out there again. And he's just been invisible. I mean, it's, it's possible that this is going to, like, we can already put this on the ledger of, oof, that was bad scouting by Ryan Poles. One target for Chase Claypool today. No catches, no yards. They didn't even use him in the run game, which is something that was supposed to be valuable about him, that you could use him in the run game because he's dynamic when he gets the ball in his hands. If he's not getting the ball, then this... I know it's only half a season. I get that the guy showed up in the middle of a season. But this is the middle of a season that you weren't expecting. So you should be able to spoon feed him. And you're not. We were having a conversation. You know I'm I'm pro play fields. We were having a, a conversation on the set today about whether or not they should continue to play fields next week. And here's where I've fallen on the answer. Ordinarily, I would laugh at it and say, of course he should play. Like, of course. But if you're going to get a cars running, vacation planned, golf trip set up, bags packed, reservations made, performance by the guys that are on your roster then I don't think for the safety of the player, I'm not sure you should put him out there. Now, if you're telling me that you're going to have a crackling 
practice and you'll be able to determine on Thursday that guys are ready to roll and they're going to play their hardest in this final audition before things really start to change with the Bears. I don't, I don't know if I want him out there. And you're already seeing, you know, it, hey, he's trying to do it all. And there were a bunch of good plays. Like, he had a bunch of great runs in this game. 132 yards puts him, what, 63 yards away from the all-time record, which is amazing. And maybe you want him to go get that. And maybe you tell him to go get it and then get out of the game. But it was bad all the way around. I mean, you, you kind of saw, like, how bad the the receiving core was today. Like, I, you don't have Darnell Mooney, and you haven't for weeks, but you had St. Brown. You had Harry. You had Claypool. You had Pringle. So you weren't, like, signing guys off the street. And you got a performance like that. And it's it's... It cannot be tolerated, but I'm not sure exactly what Matt Eberflus can or will do to make sure that there, there isn't a performance like that again. Because the Vikings will be playing for seeding at least, and you better match them. You better match their effort or you shouldn't put your quarterback out there. So that's all the analysis that I'm going to do on this game. Because... Um, why, right? But you saw it, and hopefully you ran away from it. But when we come back, I do want to talk about getting back on the football after show because that was really, really dope. I'll do that next. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Ah, thank you everyone for the support of me getting back on the Football After Show, a show that I co-hosted for four years which, uh, with a bunch of different co-hosts. Jim Miller, Alex Brown, Lance Briggs, then Matt Forte, Alex Brown, Lance Briggs, then Matt Forte, Alex Brown, Lance Briggs, Olin Krutz, and now Dave Wanstead, Alex Brown, and Lance Briggs. I love that show. I've always loved that show. I've loved the support that you all have shown that show. I've loved that because it's not directly attached to the Bears, that while we can't use video, we do use stills to break stuff down. We can, our guys don't feel a certain way about offering criticism. And I've, I've found that whether it's my radio career or, or my television career, those are things that are really important to me. Like, the, it's high on the list of do I want to take an opportunity and if inside of that opportunity I can't like express myself fully or the people that I'm working with can't express themselves fully then I don't want it now granted the way that this sets up I'm I'm not the star like I'm there to move the ball around you got three guys who lived NFL for forever 
So what I try to do is just make them look as good as possible. We talked about this a few years ago. For those who are like, well, you know, they should have never got rid of you in the first place. Look, that's unfair and unrealistic. I, I wasn't, like, fired for cause, you know? Like, obviously there was a economic factor that was going on post-COVID outbreak, and a lot of media companies ended up cutting back and laying off, and... It was hard. Like, there's an episode two years ago where I, where Layla and I talk about how hard it was for us to get laid off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, there is a feeling of vindication that goes along with being back on the show. But I also think that there's a lesson in it. And I know that House of L, in some cases, acts as uh, opportunity to show people about what this industry is like, and maybe you can tailor it for your own industry. I'm a big proponent of leaving with dignity. Like if you have to leave a place, if you're pushed out of a place, then you can leave with dignity. And if you can, and I know there's sometimes like people don't allow you to leave with dignity, but if you do, then you can always go back. And even after being laid off by NBC, I was treated really well. They honored my contract, which was insane. And I told them, I was like, I will work. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, I, I will find, you can find stuff for me to do. I will honor that contract. But, you know, companies, it ends up being better for them if they can write losses off, like that sort of thing. But being back with the people who helped produce it uh, the producer of the show now is uh, Anthony Durunda. Really sharp, really sharp guy. I like his vibe. I like the way that he approaches the show. And they make it super easy. Like it, it was, it, people joked about, oh, it's like riding a bike or putting on an old shoe. That's exactly what it was. The only thing that, was, that changed is that we... When I was hosting the show before, we used to watch the show in the green room. And now they watch it in the conference room. And I'm not sure why they do that, but they do. But that was the only thing. That was the only thing that I was like, oh, all right. I'm going to switch things up. But getting a chance to work with those guys again and running my ideas off of them like during breaks. Like, hey, does this make sense to talk about? Is... Am I out over my skis thinking about this? Like, it's very valuable to me. And on top of it, like, I, I, I like the people that I do that show with and always have. Um, obviously, like, covering Lance and Alex, there's a bond there. Like, I, I used to bother them when I was a reporter. And since we're all around, I'm older than them, but since we're all around the same age, that there are some... There are some things that we connect on culturally that allow us to have a friendship. And they treat me, like, so well. Like, Alex dapped me up that million-dollar smile, and Lance, like, basically tackled me to welcome me back, and, and it's cool. And Dave wants that. I used to host his show. So for two years, I did the Dave Wanstead show on Mondays. And that was a lot of fun for me, too. And I got to know Dave, and I really, really like Dave. 
Um, I'll just tell you something personal that allows for you to maybe even understand why I really, really like Dave. When there was social unrest in 2020, in the summer of 2020, he reached out. Like, he wanted to check on me because he knows that I care about stuff and um, he offered support and I'll never forget that. Never. He didn't have to do that. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's famous. He's rich. I'm just the guy that sets him up to talk about film. But he reached out to me and that meant a ton. Quiet as it's kept, the other person that reached out to me was Cap. So it's weird, but it's not like I don't feel weird replacing Cap because I don't think Cap felt weird replacing me. I think we both understand that this is circumstance related where NBC offers him early retirement and it's a deal that's too good to pass up. And so I end up back in the chair and I look. I'm only going to be in the chair this week and next week. We'll see what happens at the end of the season. There are no plans beyond that. And I'm, I'm good with that. Totally good with that. We are doing a football show. It's called Football Night in Chicago. That's going to replace Unfiltered. And I'm excited because I've been waiting for NBC Sports Chicago to have like a football-centric show. And I'm going to be one of the rotating hosts of the show. You're not going to see me like every night, but I'm hoping that once every couple weeks I get a chance to go over there and talk with some of the smartest people in the industry about anything that's going on in the NFL or college football or whatever. And knowing some of the people who have Rolodexes that are going to be working for us on this show, I'm excited on who might zoom in who we might be able to get in studio, who are the people that we can get interviews with and get their feedback on Justin Fields and all this other stuff. So Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, we are going to debut that. Um, let me just say, kind of in closing on this, I appreciate that people wanted me back on the show and that you care enough about my career that you understood that that show means something to me. Um, I've discussed this as it pertains to the solo show. Like, the solo show, like, meant a lot to me. And it, it took significant cajoling to join Dan and create this new show. And I've loved this thing that we've created. But going back to... NBC Sports Chicago and doing something that I'm really comfortable with, like, it felt great. It felt great. It felt normal. And to be able to do that, to be able to get in the room with those guys as we're having this season and we can talk about Justin Fields is is really magnificent. So I, I thank everyone over there, uh, John Shipman, Kevin Cross, Kevin Anderson, all the people that played a role in, and all the people, like, one of the cool things about NBC Sports Chicago, the crew over there, they treat you like family. Like, I kind of, I mean, I was over there for a while, obviously, but 
I feel like an outsider in a lot of places that I'm at other than like the score, right? And everyone over there treats me like I'm part of the family. And they treated me like I was part of the family while I was kind of coming back and doing part-time work. And people were saying, like, we're happy to see you and we hope that you, we get a chance to see you more. And that means that's, tr- like, they have a terrific crew of producers and folks behind the cameras and floor directors and technical directors and directors, honestly. Um, there's also a big squad squadron of geeks over there when it comes to the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff. So those are places where I feel comfortable <laughs> when I am, I am able to have conversations about some of that stuff with people. It, it makes things easier. But, yeah, today was really significant for me. And I was struggling. Like, this weekend, my back spasms were terrible. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Like, I was sitting there yesterday, Saturday night, just going, man, I'm going <laughs> to. Can I tell you a real quick story? All right, so I had these back spasms starting on Thursday. I guess technically Wednesday. Probably overdid it on the elliptical. Monday and Tuesday, I did like nine miles or something. And I'm sitting there like, oh, God, like what is this? Like I've dealt with this before. Obviously, when you have back issues, you'll probably always have back issues. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Like I had a party to go to on Friday night and – I finally get this moment where I get to go back and do my show, and I'm like, I might have to tap out. I might have to tap out. But I had a lot of friends that took great care of me over the last uh, 72 hours, That even if it was just checking in with a text or making sure that I don't cancel my vacation that starts on, on Wednesday, just for a few days, like to actually – take it and and hopefully rebuild my body up a little bit but yeah man I was sitting there like last night kind of things started to break right like I was sitting there like oh I feel almost normal like I got up Sunday morning and did yoga and the whole nine yards I'm like oh I did 15 minutes of yoga I don't hurt let me get this ice going let me get this heating pad going and let's see if I can I can get out there I mean, it still took me about 45 minutes to get dressed, but uh, it was well worth it, and it was a lot of, it was really a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and I can't wait till next week, because hopefully I'll physically be better, which I imagine will make for a better performance, although, quite honestly, I thought we did pretty good today as a show with a game that was not entertaining at all. So... That's kind of where things stand. I thank you again sincerely for all the support that you've shown and tuning in just to even say, oh, shit, my dude is back where he belongs. Like I, I completely support that. and I thank you greatly for your continued support of me and the things that I do. So that's it. I got two shows with Dan. I got a football show on TV on Tuesday, and then I'm going to take a few days off and probably get a massage and maybe get to a chiropractor. But we'll definitely be breaking it down for the two days we're together, and then Layla Rahimi is going to sit in for me. For the rest of the week, it was fun with the two of us doing a show while Dan was off in Mexico. I can't believe Dan took a vacation. I'm very proud of him. It's dope. I can't wait to hear about it, too. It's going to be awesome. 
Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will talk to you soon. Peace.